Welcome to Scary Savannah and Beyond. This will be episode 19. I'm your host, Brett, and with me as always is the ever-lovely and always effervescent co-host, Crystal. How have you been this week, Crystal? Can you spell effervescent? We both know that I cannot. (laughs) We both know that I am not my brother, former Scripps National Champion, well, he wasn't the B. national champion. Oh, he made it. Hold on. Don't let, let me finish saying what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, the Scripps national champion attendee. <laughs> he was in the competition. National championship attendee. Attendee. You okay. know, he participated. He in was it. a participant. He made it to the national yes, spelling. Yes, he bee. did. How many years was it? Three. Three, Three years in a row. And we're going to have him on as a guest yeah. at some point. He and, is yeah. going to talk about some conspiracy. Conspiracy theories, and it's going to be amazing. And well, maybe we'll make him spell effervescent. I'm sure he can. He can spell all those crazy words, except yeah. for Bobo Link. <laughs> he was, was it, little. Was it Bobo Link? No, he spelled that, didn't he? He got that yeah. right. I don't remember, or maybe that was the wrong one. Well, anyways, you've seen him before. He's been on Tosh.0 sketches. Yeah. He's, he's been too. all over YouTube. We are asking for 100 subscribers on our channel. He's been viewed over millions of times. Yes, check him out. He is the face of the script, Spelling Bee. And I'm not going to put more up about that now. I want to save that for when we actually have him on an episode. And yeah, hopefully that fun. will come up very soon. So you can find us online if you go to www.scarysavannah and beyond. You can also go to www.scarysavannah.net if you don't want to type that many words out. I know it's difficult. You can find us on social media if you go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're supposed to say that together. Oh, sorry. LinkedIn. And find us with the username at Scary Savannah. You'd think I'd be more on top of this. I've had two energy shots. Two energy um, shots. I've a, got a, a coffee coke, coke. A coffee coke. And I've got bulletproof coffee in this cup. So I'm like yeah. going to be wired soon. Yeah. She's already looking a little bit more energetic <laughs> yeah, than was, she did I earlier. She's about to fall asleep in the car when we're coming over here to record <laughs> this episode for the second time because we recorded it once and the audio files were corrupted. So hopefully we do this one a little better. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Also, this is a video podcast. You're hearing it possibly on one of your standard audio players, which is still amazing. And thank you for listening. But please go check us out on YouTube. You can find us if you go to YouTube, do a search for Scary Savannah and Beyond. And our channel should pop right up on the top. Go there. Check us out. See how amazing we look in our festive attire. I've got a whole t-shirt on. Yeah, the hat uh, nearly gave you a problem yeah, yesterday. Yeah, and the first one I about passed out. But the hat's on the table, so you can see it. You can Pretty still cool. see it. It's, it's too an, tight for his head. It's an amazing the hat. So. so check us out on YouTube. Subscribe. Like the videos. And we're doing a little contest kind of giveaway thing. If we can get up to whoever's our 100th subscriber, we're going to give you a free T-shirt. And I don't have one to show you yet. We have them on the way. But as soon as we have them, we're going to show them to you here on the show. And we'll probably be wearing them. It's real easy. All you got to do is click a button. Click a button. And I know that sounds like a lot of work. but (laughs) You can do it. I know you can. I got a lot of faith in all of our listeners. We also have a merch store now. That's really cool. If you go to our website, you can find the link there. We have hats, shirts, patches, mouth pads. Shoes. Shoes. Backpacks. Backpacks. We got all that stuff. And 
we're doing a sale right away on the first thing. I'm giving away 20 coupons with the code SCARYSAVANNA20. I only have 20 of those. So the first 20 people that use them, they're gone. But you can get 20% off anything on our store with this cool logo I got up here. I think it's pretty awesome. I can't wait till we get our coffee mugs. Yeah, hopefully they'll be here soon. Yeah, they should be here shortly. Cool. So check them out. So we have probably the biggest holiday of the year coming up this week for Savannah, right? Yeah, St. Patrick's Day is a huge thing here. Yeah, it is massive. There's a lot of uh, people that come to our fair city to celebrate, although that's not why we typically dress the way we do. (laughs) Yeah, this is just one of our normal everyday I usually wear that hat when I'm hunting ghosts Yeah, because I feel like it keeps them on their toes and they're less likely to attack and scare me. Are they like uh, attracted to green or repelled by green? Do you know? I'm going to go with repelled. It's not on my list of ghost rules. Oh, okay. You know, you you're well it. aware of my ghost rule list mm-hmm. that we have. You know, number one, leave the lights on. Leave the lights on. Number two, stay under the covers. Yes. What's number three? There is no number wear three. Green. There is a number three now. Now we're at Verde. <laughs> you can wear some Verde. Crystal. You mean to say something amazing and mind blowing? Last time <laughs> she wrote a script, I didn't read the whole thing before we went ahead right, and recorded it. I asked you it. to read it through. And I did sort of skimmed it. No, you it. skimmed it. So I wrote this script. So I hope everybody enjoys it. It's going to be <laughs> you did amazing. did a great job. So my mind-blowing uh, sentence is, this is the 198th annual Savannah St. Patrick's Day Parade. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. Almost as many as 200. Well, it's technically 196 because they didn't have the parade in 2020 or 2021, but it has been 198 years since the first parade. So 198 years, you say? (laughs) Maybe split the difference and call it 197. We'll just split the difference. So the parade features 350 marching units. I'm guessing that's like floats and such. That is so many units. 15,000 participants. Wow. So that's a big deal. Our daughter was in it one year. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Roller derby. Roller derby. Yeah. She skated on the streets there. She said it was horrible because <laughs> they've got cobblestone everywhere. Oh, and it's uneven yeah. And that hurt. would be bad. You don't know what roller derby is. You should check it out. They have uh, people on skates basically trying to beat each other's brains out yeah, on it's, it's a great small fun. modified oval. And so they were geared up skating and uh, probably fell down a lot because our daughter, Kirsten, had lots of bruises and scrapes pretty much her entire life. Yeah. Especially when she was playing roller derby, though, right? Well, they wear knee pads and elbow pads. She's fine. Yeah. So how many committee members do we have here? 800. Wow. So it's a huge like thing. They spend the whole year planning for the next year's parade. Yeah. They've got an office. Is it on Oglethorpe or uh, Liberty? I think it's Liberty. Liberty. There's Not a, sure. There's a whole office dedicated to yeah. the St. Patrick's yeah. Day parade. It is a big deal. Yeah, and then they all get together and they elect a grand marshal. And this year, it happens to be Danny Powers, whose grandfather, I'll let you say his name because it's amazing. I'm guessing it's Aloysius J. Handebo. <laughs> Is that close? That's close. Uh, I thought it was Aloysius. Aloysius? Yes. How did I not say Aloysius? <laughs> Aloysius J. Handebo. If it's not Aloysius, it needs to be Aloysius. Well, he actually wrote a song about the parade, and it's called St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day, Day in Savannah. Savannah. 
And are you going to play a clip of it? I want to take a stab at it. Let's see what happens right here. It's St. Patrick's Day in Savannah. All the boys are on parade. You're the folks down here. Never miss a year. Well, that was a catchy little ditty, don't it you think? It was. I loved it. All right. Well, I do have it already on my playlist. You do? Yeah. <laughs> We're listening to it on I the way home. I didn't want to tell on you. Repeat. Didn't want to tell you, but Aloysius is actually one of my musical idols. Oh, cool. Do you know he was also a baseball player, by the way? Just wanted to throw that out there. He wasn't. I know. You know, Ty Cobb was a baseball player, and he was an actor, and he probably played bagpipes, too. Each year, the holiday brings a flood of tourists to the city to participate in the festivities and to consume more alcohol than a small continent. Yeah, inside the uh, open container area they have marked out. Yeah, which apparently you have to buy a wristband to drink. Yeah. You don't get the alcohol with the wristband. You just have the privilege. Yeah, the privilege of being able to buy Any other time of year, you can just walk around with an open container. You don't have to pay any kind of fees or wristbands. Well, the the city city doesn't clean up itself, so. Well, the city doesn't clean up itself, actually, (laughs) because you see all the trash out there, you know. Uh, Based on some of our research, we actually have the second largest parade in the entire United States of America, second only to New York City. And that is based off an article I found on Rand McNally. It might not be entirely accurate. I actually saw that too today in another source. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's probably true. We're definitely in the top five in the nation, if not. Because it is a huge holiday here. There's a lot of Irish heritage in this mm-hmm. area. I even play music in some of the bars with some people that play some Irish folk, oh, yeah. punk, punk, rock. Yeah, Check them out. Look them up. They're called in for a penny. They, yeah. uh, they're put on a very energetic show. They'll be playing at the Sandbar tomorrow yeah. right after the parade. That's going to be intense. Saturday. It's going to be a packed house. Saturday, 312. It's going to be packed. There can be as many as 400,000 people in a town whose population is approximately 150,000. And that is an estimate, of course. 150,000 is not just like the historic district there. That's all of Savannah, which which is is a much bigger area. So, And and all these people were packed right in the historic district, right around the squares. Yeah. And I can't imagine how crowded that is. And I'm definitely not going to find out in person because that is like one of the top three things that I don't do. Yes. You do not like large crowds. You what don't, else don't I like? You don't like parades. I hate parades. And you don't like having to find a parking space. Those are the three worst things so in life. we're not doing downtown Savannah. Yeah, so needless to say, yeah. I'm not going to be anywhere near downtown come Thursday on St. Patrick's Day. Because I would personally rather be in the tunnels under Savannah by myself without a light or a blanket to cover myself (laughs) to cover rule one and two than deal with a crowd like that. However, Tybee is having its uh, St. Patrick's Day parade tomorrow, Saturday, and you won't have to drive there. I don't have to drive. I can walk. I can bring a blanket. You can bring bring a blanket. I can bring a flashlight. You can, even though it's going to be daylight. You never it's supposed can to tell. rain. It's supposed to rain. So hopefully the rain will move out and yeah. we can get a nice video. We want that to hold off. Uh, maybe we can drag Layla and Coffee out there. Our associate producers, our dogs, Layla and Coffee. It would be 
a horrific scene because oh, everyone yeah. brings their dogs out and our dogs are not used to dealing with other dogs. And they get really excited. They love other dogs. Yeah. They love to hate them, mm-hmm. but they love them. So you hopefully will get to see how we celebrate St. Patrick's Day, Tybee style, if we can uh, get some video over there. And the rain holds off. And the rain holds off. And as the city celebrates on one of the biggest days of the year for Savannah, it's like a grand show. It, it is. really is. The floats, the parades, the pageantry, <laughs> things of that nature. And what better way to celebrate a big show than to set our sights on two venues in Savannah that have seen their share of shows as well? Namely, the historic Savannah Theater and the Lucas Theater. It's well known that theaters are always haunted. Always. 100%, all the time, nonstop, haunted. Even the ones we went to back when you, what was it, like a dollar back when we were in high school? You remember the one? Yeah, the Water Tower. You could could go go see the movies from like last year. You couldn't go watch, you know, Michael Keaton's Batman, but you could go watch Milo and Otis. And if you haven't seen Milo Notice, you're probably a lot younger than we are, or you just don't appreciate fine cinema, <laughs> fine is cinema. all I can think. Have you ever seen Phantom of the Opera? I haven't. Well, oddly I read en- about it on Wikipedia. O- oddly enough, I haven't either. <laughs> but uh, there's a ghost in that, right? I think it is. Because if it's not, I mean, it's close enough. It's a ghost. Yeah. It's haunted. It's got to be a ghost. Of course it's haunted. Phantom. They're all haunted. If it's not a ghost, let us know. Give us a call. Give us a voicemail. Give us an email. Send a carrier pigeon. Whatever you got to do. Whatever you got to do to get Just a message out here. Just reach out. Reach out and touch somebody. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Reach out and touch someone. That's uh, that's throwing it back. That is. Is that AT&T? That. Yeah. Ma Bell. <laughs> Southern Bell. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Since moving to Savannah, we have actually both sort of become theater people. Yeah, I know. I never thought we'd be that cultured, but. We're not. <laughs> We, we enjoy the theater. We're great actors. We enjoy the theater. We do enjoy the we theater. We love musicals. You're not saying it right. You don't the say theater. theater. You say the theater. The theater. And then you we... plebeian. <laughs> Come on. We love to listen to show tunes now. So that's, oh, uh, the Bonnie and Claude soundtrack. Oh, love the Bonnie and love Claude that. soundtrack. Apparently that bombed on Broadway, but still They're bringing it back. They are. Yes. Let's shut this podcast off yes, right now. So I'm going to go, New York. We got to go to Broadway. I'm going to go see it. I really do. Um, so our son, Elijah, yeah. who, by the way, if you said that you think I have a good voice, you should hear my son, Elijah. He has the most amazing bassy voice yeah. that I've ever heard. And we are going to get him on this show and have him say words. Yeah. He, used to, be, uh, like, he used to be in the children's theater and he actually got the award for um, best voiceover actor. Like most, most likely, likely to become a voiceover yes. actor. And yeah. I'm very jealous of him because that's my dream goal is to become a voiceover actor. So <laughs> hopefully he'll maybe succeed where I have failed. Yeah, he's going to college right now. So I don't think he's going to be an actor. Nah, I guess I'm going to have to carry the torch for the family. That's <laughs> what it sounds like. And I never realized how amazing a live stage performance can be. And it was even more so with a bunch of kids doing it. Yeah, we have some really talented children in this area. Yeah, and, and when we say children, it's not just little Young. kids. They're like teenagers yeah. up through 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And actually, they do have adults in a few of the plays, mm-hmm. mostly doing supporting roles or things. And But they let the kids take the lead. They've even done things like they did the play Carrie. Mm-hmm. That was and, amazing. And you would be like, how can a bunch of high schoolers, because it was the, the older teens did yeah. this, there weren't younger kids in it. How can they pull that off? And they did. And they did. It was amazing. So 
Children's Theater in Savannah. Is it haunted? I don't think so. Seems like it could be. <laughs> it could be. It's probably buried on an old Civil War war battleground. Probably. I'm guessing. Probably. You know, everything is. Yeah. You know. It may not be, but there definitely are two. We're going to talk about them. That is indeed the case. So that's going to bring us to our first locale on our grand gala tour of haunted theaters in the fair city of Savannah, Georgia. So the first house of entertainment we're going to speak about is the historic Savannah Theater. An interesting fact about the historic Savannah Theater is that it is the longest continually running theater in the country, running over 200 years. This amazing building is located right off of Chippewa Square in Savannah, and you can find it at 222 Bull Street. It has one of the most amazing signs in the entire city, does it not? Yeah, it's like a vertical sign that says Savannah. Marquee sign with the light bulbs. And you know why we like it if you spend any time with us. Basically, (laughs) Vegas, Vegas, baby. Vegas, (laughs) baby. It's a towering behemoth, and it does scream Vegas. It actually reminds me of the, I think it's the plaza, which is on on Fremont Fremont at the end end of of Fremont. Fremont, And it's a big towering casino. Got Mm -hmm. a lot of light bulbs. Old Vegas is just so cool compared to the new strip because they still have the light bulbs. Yeah. The main strip now, everything's LEDs, mm-hmm. which is beautiful, but it's just not the same. It's not what you think of when you think of Vegas, at least to me. You can still spend your money there. They'll take your money. Yeah, they'll take your money. They'll too. take it real quick, fast, and in a hurry. The building, the historic Savannah Theater, was constructed in 1818, and it's considered to be one of the oldest theaters in the entire United States. We seem to have a lot of the oldest buildings in the United States. Yeah, we do. It has seen everything from live theater to screening Hollywood blockbusters. You can catch concerts, Broadway productions, and even comedians performing here. That's pretty interesting. They still got all this going. Yeah. And the doors to the theater itself actually opened on December 4th, 1818. The first two productions were the comedy, The Soldier's Daughter, and the farce, Raising the Wind. Which makes me ask the question, what is a farce? I don't know, but I don't think we've ever seen one because I think I'd remember it if I saw a a farce. A force? A force. I've seen the force. I've done seen the force. <laughs> You're saying it like On a Star redneck Wars. would say it. You <laughs> say, uh, hey, you haven't you, you seen, seen the, the force? force? That's a good force they Sometimes got going on there. Sometimes my accent slips out. Yeah, she is more redneck than me, <laughs> unbelievably. And I'm hiding uh, yeah, right. mine. Yeah. Well, look at how the two of us were raised. You had a lot more of that going on I in did. your household I than did I did. I did have people around named Gator and Goob. So. Yeah, you did. And I was at home when with my parents listening to like Simon and Garfunkel and stuff, <laughs> which is not quite as redneck. No. Although I did have an uncle that uh, watched a lot of NASCAR that lived right beside us. Yeah, so you did. Sort so, of rubbed off a little. Yeah. Building itself was designed by William J., a British architect. An interesting note here is that he also built the Telfair Mansion and the Owens Thomas House here in Savannah. Yeah, we'll be talking about at least the Owens Thomas House at some point. I know it's haunted. I don't know about the Telfair Mansion. Oh, we're going to get to it. We'll find out. We're going to get to it. The building was originally a three-story structure constructed by Mason Amos Scudder, who also built the Presbyterian Church that is right by the Savannah Theater. Yeah, I think we uh, walked by that on our last ghost tour. Yeah, we did, actually. We see it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. The interior of the theater was des- uh, decorated by William Eddy, 
he painted murals that displayed eagles, wreaths, and crimson panels. So far, this isn't very scary. Aha! Aha! <laughs> like most buildings in Savannah, it has had its share of disasters. Here we go. We need disasters. Yeah, you got to have some sorrow and some misery to get the things kicked yeah. off right, you know. In 1898... The building was ravaged when a hurricane that was estimated to be approximately a Category 4 storm when it made landfall came through the city. It flooded the building and just wreaked havoc with it with the massive winds. Basically said it was like an Olympic swimming pool inside of the building from the hurricane. That's bad. Gold damp. (laughs) At least it didn't burn down, right? That's always good. Wait a second. There's more. Oh, no. In 1906, it did burn. After this, it received a new brick facade and completely ditched the original design by William J. Mm, Poor William. Yeah, I don't think he minded because he was probably probably not around anymore. Oh, well. Uh, Although it suffered through these tragedies, it continued on as the main focus for cultural and musical events. But it started to stop being the shining star when the municipal auditorium opened in Savannah's Orleans Square. And then, to add insult to injury, there is yet another fire in 1948. We have so many fires in Savannah. People need to put down the matches. Just think about what you're doing before you play with yourself a Bic lighter. (laughs) Now, I don't know if they had them back then. But if they did, the city probably would have burnt twice as often. Yeah. Most of the building was destroyed by that fire, and then it took another design change into an Art Deco style, which I personally think is the best because Art Deco is the bomb, right? Yeah, I love Art Deco. So is Art Deco the same as Eames in Atomic Age, or are those different? No, those are different. Are they different Art time Deco periods? is more are 1920s, they? Okay, and then Eames is like 1950s. But they're both amazing. Mm, but they're totally different I know styles. they exist. You like both styles. I like them both. Yeah. And they can work together, right? They, they can, yeah. Okay. You, you, you look like you're not sure. <laughs> you can, yes. Mix okay. them, but well, only if I you would. know what you're doing. You see how I dress, right? Yes. I'm wearing I'm both themes and Art Deco. <laughs> and I've got some Victorian area and some Greco-Roman clothing on at the moment. So... I know fashion when I see it, okay? Okay. With the style change to the Art Deco style, it was also rebranded as a movie theater. Supposedly, the 1948 fire was caused by a curse. Here we go. Who would have believed that? Love a good curse. Yeah, it said that when the Savannah Theater was under construction, a man placed a penny inside of one of the walls. The penny was later found during a renovation and given to the owner as a good luck charm. We both know that the owner cherished this mm-hmm. and guarded it. So what do you think happened? Uh, I'm going to go with he lost it. Yeah, I thought you might think that because <laughs> it's exactly what happened. The day before the fire, the owner lost the penny on a trip to New York. So maybe that caused the curse. It definitely did. He probably put it in a slot machine. <laughs> a penny slot, yeah. They have those in New York. Um, probably. Maybe back then in 1948. Mm. Might have been one of those machines, you know how they show you sometimes on the videos where they'll put the thing in and they'll turn the little wheel and you see the <laughs> horse running. <laughs> yeah. That's not where I thought you were going with that. I knew that's what you were thinking. <laughs> Look, this is a this is a kid-friendly show, okay? <laughs> After this, it reopened as a movie house on October 21st, 1950, with its first screening being the film, both yours and my favorite, 
Mr. 88 with Dorothy McGuire and Burt Lancaster. They sound impressive. They do. At one point, the theater was considered the place to be for entertainment in all of Georgia and had its share of interesting performers in its day. A few notable names that graced the stage at one point was W.C. Fields and Oscar Wilde. But the one that I found the most interesting was none other than Edwin Booth, the brother of John Wilkes Booth. Infamous. Infamous, which means more than famous. (laughs) But in this case, it means a bad person. Yeah. It seems there are no records that would indicate that John ever set foot on the stage. But who knows? Um, Perhaps the infamous murderer was in our city of ghosts and he was getting his Shakespeare on. Probably did. I, it's entirely possible. You yeah, know, he's an actor. I watched actor. a video earlier about it, and um, they claim that he did actually perform there. That's crazy. The people who run the place right now say wow. that him and his brother did act there. That We might have to do a follow-up on this yeah. and go into more of a deep dive. So we're just going to skim the surface today <laughs> on these. I even read that Ty Cobb appeared in a play there on November 17th, 1911, called The College Widow. Apparently, he was an aspiring thespian as well as a baseball player. And if the movie's to be believed, he was a pretty big jerk. (laughs) Tommy Lee Jones. I read that that was not an accurate portrayal of what he was really like. But I did like that movie. Yeah, that was a good movie. It was funny. Tommy Lee Jones is hilarious. Mm -hmm. You know what I liked him best in? The Batman movie. You know, the worst Batman movie. The one with George Clooney. I think that was George Clooney or was that Val Kilmer? I don't remember. People probably roast me for not knowing. I don't remember. But it's the one that the Riddler is in. It had Jim Carrey in. And I read something about it. I think that, that was Valkyrie. Tommy Lee Jones. But he really hated Jim Carrey. Oh. He like wouldn't. He oh, had Jim no Carrey seems like him. he could be a bit much. But me too. I mean, I love his acting, but I, I mean, being around him day in and out might be a little you bit much. You basically live with a Jim Carrey. I know, Carrey but I can person. tell you to be quiet. <laughs> people do. around him probably have to tell him to calm down you certainly seem a little frustrated by my antics every once in a while though. so now that's going to bring us to the portion of our show where we talk about the ghost of the place it's my favorite part uh, i think Scary that part. would be most of the people's favorite part <laughs> actually so with all the tragedies that theatre has been through and likely being built on a million dead bodies like everything in savannah it's had its fair share of ghost stories It seems that there are three spirits that call the theater their home and are the most commonly experienced. And like any good ghost story, it's said that they all met their earthly demise in the Savannah Theater. Would you expect any less? There could be worse places to go. Yeah, like the McDonald's. Yeah. What is it with you and the McDonald's? I got the hook. I I got the kick on the McDonald's. (laughs) It's haunted, too. Do we even have a McDonald's? Anywhere near the historic district? Yeah, you know there's oh, one there's right one downtown right that's on got Broughton. a walk-up window. It's on Broadway. You ever seen a walk-up window to a McDonald's? No. Else? Yeah. You know it'd be cool mm-hmm. to just drive a car up on the sidewalk <laughs> to the walk-up window? <laughs> you can't drive on that I street. I need a country ham biscuit and I need now. <laughs> one of the ghosts is that of a young child, and he is known as Ben. I've read that he died in the 1948 fire. Unfortunately, the attendees of the theater were all directed to a particular exit during this fire. And in the rush, he was trampled to death by the movie patrons who were trying to escape to safety. Yeah, I heard this is like in the balcony, which is why he's there. It is in the balcony. He said that 
he can be found up in the balcony, strangely enough, mm-hmm. and has a nasty habit of pestering the spotlight operator, tugging on his shirt, trying to help him out with that spotlight. Yeah, um, I saw a, a video and the guy, he runs the place and he said that he was like trying to focus the spotlight on the actor and it wouldn't move. And there was no one like in the theater, like watching it, it was rehearsing. So he went down and found that the cord was tied in a bow around one of the chairs. And yeah. he said that it didn't just happen. No, it was tied, tied it. in a bow around a yeah. chair at the bottom and no one was you know, messing with the cord. So it kept him from being able to turn it. It's one of them ghostly things they do. Yeah. He likes to tie bows and untie things. Yeah. Like the benign ghosts that we hear about in places like the Foley House, he is usually just said to play pranks yeah. like that, and he's not a threatening presence. He's said to play tricks on audience members as well, such as pulling on their hair, tugging on their shirt. I still think that children ghosts are the most terrifying. I would agree with you on that one because children are terrifying in general. <laughs> they are. And ghosts are terrifying, and when you combine the two, I mean, it, what's worse than a ghost child? A real child? <laughs> Maybe. That's true. A ghost two-year-old child, child. Ghost child. Ghost children cost a lot less. That's true. To maintain. <laughs> to maintain. <they> just, <laughs> you to keep them up. Just I mean, give them a cord see, to play you with. You know how much it costs to get that extended warranty on them children? <laughs> I get phone calls about that all the time. And I'm, you know, I've already subscribed to three policies. And, uh, you know, these, these kids are very expensive to keep up. I know. We got four of them. Yeah. Another spirit that lives among the limelight is a former actress known only as Betty. She is said to be seen in full costume behind the curtains, prepared to relive her glory days for the patrons from many years ago. One story says that she died in one of the fires the theater suffered. Do you know any more about that? I do actually watched a video and it's the two people that run it currently. And he said that one of the stories is that she was actually under the stage because apparently you can go under the stage for some reason. And the fire I can think basically of cooked her alive. That's not the reason. What? To get cooked alive or why you'd be under the stage? Both. Well, there's like areas under the stage because you can come out from under it uh-huh. and different like things. Like the way Rob Thomas rocketed out from under the stage when we saw Matchbox no, 20 that one time. No, he came out from behind the stage off a trampoline. No, he flew up from like beneath the earth. It's like the earth opened and like the phoenix rising again. Rob Thomas shot up and he was like, That's oh. not how it happened. He That's came from behind it. the stage and flew out of a trampoline. Well, clearly you're no fun. So <laughs> that's not so my anyway, fault. Anyway, she was under the stage and was cooked alive. She didn't burn up, like, but the heat burned her like she was being cooked. Well, that's awful. And then like recently they were doing a, um, a show. The audience were like, the guy said at the end, he would go out to the lobby and talk to the people. And they were like, oh, this is a great show. Who was the woman in the hoop skirt? And he's like, uh, we didn't have a woman in a hoop skirt. And they're like, well, we saw her. And he was saying that she's like at the back up, up high but there's no platform and she was up there somehow. And they said that they had cameras on it. And so they went back to review the cameras and all they could see when he described it was like cigarette smoke, how it just billows up and it's like thin lines, but they couldn't see an actual woman. But a lot of people in the audience actually saw a woman. The same thing. Mm -hmm, The hoop skirt lady. Yeah. They didn't capture it on video other than, you know, but that's how they want it to be. They don't want to have proof. 
to yeah. have proof, then you, you totally, you've sold yeah. out your she brand. She gave me a little bit. She's like, you can see a little bit of light. That's all I'm going to let you capture. She's going to let you see the light. Yeah, then you have it. to pay extra to <laughs> yeah. see something else. Yeah, you want to see that's the whole hoop skirt, you. it'll cost you. A cool hoop skirt on the ghost from 19 and 48. <laughs> yeah. You know, back in the good old days of theater when yeah. people wore real costumes. This is I mean, like a regular occurrence that they experience these there. three ghosts. Yeah, We do. But the most notable ghost that resides here is known by some as the director. It is said that he was a previous director at the theater who loved the art so much that he couldn't move on from this world when his time as a living man came to an end. Staff members say they have heard the director shouting orders to the performers from high up in the balcony, critiquing their performance from beyond the grave. Yeah, he likes to say bravo a lot, too, they say. So it's not just critique. Sometimes Mm-mm. it's critique. can be you. Yeah. bravo. Yeah. I feel so like if we go there, they hear like, him a lot. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm yeah, referring to. Princess, Princess Bride. Bride. <laughs> That's on the top five movies. of. I've got like 20 top five movies of all time, mm-hmm. but I would just not going to give anything top less five. than yeah, 20 top five movies. Oh, okay. Not 20 top five lists. No, I know. But 20 movies that on are the top, top five. five movies. Okay. Because I just don't. I mean, different categories. No, maybe. there's no number six. Okay. There's no, no, there's just 20 number, 25s is basically what it amounts to. <laughs> so one report says that in an 1895 edition of the Savannah Morning News that they claim that the theater is haunted. Supposedly, police patrols would often hear applause and other crowd noise emanating from the theater. But the theater was closed and no one was found inside. This became such a common occurrence that the patrolmen stopped bothering with investigations regarding this theater and supposedly noted as much in their logbooks. Sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> I told you what I thought about it. It's like, well, I don't think we need to go over there tonight, Danny. Yeah. You know, that's like a whole extra 25 feet to walk. <laughs> you know what that, what I heard, those fires are going on in there and uh, all that glass breaking and such. Them's ghosts. <laughs> We're not going anywhere near I'm that. I'm not going anywhere near that. Quick, right logbook. There wasn't <laughs> nothing going on. Nothing going on. Nothing to see here. I don't know if any of these stories are true, but they definitely lend a certain mystique to the theater beyond just the amazing facade mm-hmm. and just the general ambiance of being on one of Savannah's beautiful historic squares. I can't believe we haven't been there. That's I the thing. can't either. We've been to it yeah, but quite I mean, a few inside. times, but we've never gone in. But since we're cultured theater people now, yeah. uh, you can't. if you're not watching the video right now, we might actually both be smoking cigarettes with those sticks <laughs> like people used in the old-timey movies. You know I'm talking about cigarette holder sticks. If you want to go to the theater, (laughs) uh, we are going to have to check that out. But if you want to check it out for yourself, you can actually go and do a paranormal investigation at the theater. They offer that service nightly at 10.30 p.m. from what I've read. They will provide the equipment for you. We got 13 minutes. We can make it over there. We got 13 minutes. (laughs) They provide the equipment for you and allow you to search for these spirits yourself. I can't believe we didn't know about this. I just found out the other day. All right. Well, we're definitely going to do this. You can find out more info on their website to try to get tickets at www.savannatheater.com. Make sure you spell it right. It's not a movie theater. It's a theater. Mm -hmm. It's R-E, not E-R on the end. And we're going to do it. And that's going to bring us to the second 
wonderful house of entertainment we're going to talk about tonight, and that's going to be the Haunted Lucas Theater. And I believe Crystal's going to tell you a little bit about that. I am because it's my favorite. The facade of this one is also amazing. Everything's amazing in Savannah, Crystal. And the name is amazing because Lucas happens to be one of my favorite names. I actually wanted to name our firstborn son Lucas, but you I wanted shot to that name down. Him Gandalf. You shot that down. That wasn't even. You no. shall not pass. No. We ended up naming him Ethan, which I also love that name. Mm-hmm. And I never told him that I wanted to name him Lucas, and I pretty much forgot about it for years. And then one day, he came to me, and he was like, you know what name I really love? And I was like, what? And he was like, Lucas. I wish you had named me Lucas. And I thought that was so what funny. you should have named him is what my little brother said you should name him when my little brother was very young. Oh, yeah, when you I was pregnant. remember we asked him, mm-hmm. and we said, what? Jokingly, she asked my little brother, who, how old was he? He was four when Ethan was four. She said, what do you think we should name our first child? And he just looked very thoughtful Mm -hmm. about it. And he said, Silver Bird Candle. (laughs) He did. So we should have named him Silver Bird Candle or Lucas, but his name is Ethan. And it's a great name too. You can find the Lucas Theater on Abercorn Street, just south of Reynolds Square. This is the one theater that we have been to several times. Bang, bang, finger guns. It's actually the first place where you saw Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. I put baby in the corner and I didn't even know I was doing it. I learned from this movie that that is inappropriate. (laughs) Do not put baby in the corner. Nobody does. I actually have a shirt that says that. And I put it on the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's the baby. It certainly isn't one of your children. (laughs) No, I put that on Layla quite often. It's so cute. Probably don't fit her anymore. It does. Oh, yeah, that movie actually came out in 1988, but we saw it in 2015-ish, I would say. Wow. That's the first time you saw it. I saw it back in 1988. That's the first and only time I think I've seen it. I've only seen it once. Yeah, yeah it but you movie. loved it. I did enjoy it. You yeah. loved it. You, said, I, you I thought you in, were going to hate it. I went in thinking this is going to be a boring chick flick, yeah. and it was a chick flick, but it was not boring. It was actually really good, and I mean, who don't like Patrick Swayze? Exactly. We also saw the entire Indiana Jones trilogy there. We don't count. Yeah. The Kingdom Notice of the Crystal Skull. trilogy, because yeah. there is no fourth movie. We don't count that one. Now, there is going to be a fourth movie. Yeah. And Harrison Ford is going to be in it if he doesn't die first. <laughs> the only thing that matters is that one of those three movies exists. And which one of those three is it? The Last Crusade. Of course That's it your is. Favorite. It's in the top five of, of your all 20? time. All 20 of my top fives. It's in every I one of those. I actually always loved the Temple of Doom when I was a kid, which is super weird because it's the worst one. You just I know. like seeing people get their hearts I, I like out. the monkey brains. Like, she says that, monkey brains. but we'll watch stuff with like cheesy stuff. Now, let me set the scene for you <laughs> okay. on this. Just to tell you. She'll be sitting there, if I'm not in the room, watching this show called Pimple Poppers. <laughs> Dr. Pimple Popper. Or like my feet are I can be breaking like, off. I can be eating food too while I'm watching this. And, and I like accidentally saw a scene of that and it's thoroughly, thoroughly disgusting. Now she'll watch, she enjoys yeah, that. Yeah. She seeks that out. That's all that show is about. Yeah. But when we're watching a horror movie and somebody's going to have their finger cut off oh. with a pair of garden shears oh, as no, you do. I can't. What you know ain't real. She's like, oh, no. And I'm like, you literally watch people have their feet just bulging like this and they take a, 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 a scalpel or something and just slice it open and jump. I don't know flows what everywhere. it is. Like the, and she enjoys it and she can eat food while yeah, she does it. I don't know what it is, but something about like chopping off fingers and stuff bothers me. Yeah. Okay, back to the Lucas Theater. Mm-hmm. When you see this theater from the street, you're just overcome with our little slice of Hollywood. 
That's, that's a great a really line good you wrote line. there. I know. <laughs> Somebody should get an award for that. You also know that like everything else in the city, it's haunted. Yep. But we'll get to that shortly. First, a little history about the building. The structure took over two years and half a million dollars to complete. Which you know in today's, what that is in today's money. What is it? $4.7 million. Wow, you looked I actually that up. looked it up. It's mm-hmm. not Impressed. the crazy, weird 27 cents, 27 you would normally cents say. I would normally say. I've grown up. I've matured. You I'm didn't no even longer. have to write it down. You, you remembered it. I I'm did. Impressed. Totally remembered it, committed it to memory. Nice. It became one of the most beautiful theaters in the entire country. The man behind the building was Arthur Lucas, who was born in Florence, South Carolina, but was raised in Savannah. Good old boy. In 1907, Lucas entered into the motion picture business and held a prominent position with multiple film companies early in his career. He directed both the Grand Theater in Savannah, the Washington Film Exchange in D.C., and was the supervisor of distribution for the Mutual Film Corporation, the general supervisor for Southern and Western states for the Triangle Film Corporation, and manager of the Atlanta New Orleans Division of Goldwyn Pictures Corporation. So this guy is qualified. So what do you think? You think I'm qualified? <laughs> I think he was. Later, he owned and directed theaters such as the Palm and Keystone Theaters in Indianapolis. In 1920, he became the president of the American Theaters Corporation, which operated movie theaters in key cities throughout the South. This put him on the path to the Lucas Theater in Savannah, and he started creating plans to build the facility. Lucas owned more than 40 theaters around the country. But the Lucas Theater in Savannah was the only one that used his name. You don't say. I think more of them should. It's an amazing name. The Lucas Theater's grand opening event was in December of 1921 with a showing of Buster Keaton's comedy short, Hard Luck, and the movie Camille, which was based on a play by Alexandra Dumas. Starring Alla Nazimova and Rudolph Valentino. Interesting fact about Valentino he went on to great fame and starred in the movie The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, which was the first movie to gross $1 million, which, which in today's, today's money, money is, is 27 cents. <laughs> <laughs> the opening brought out the who's who of Savannah, who lauded the theater for its majestic and luxurious design. Read gaudy, because that's what it means. And it's every bit, it's like gold filigree yeah. in there. And a domed ceiling. Yeah, we're going to post pictures. It's and really cool. And it is fantastic. Another interesting note, the Lucas Theater was the first business in Savannah to offer refrigerated air. That's or air conditioning. important to have mm-hmm. refrigerated air in your facility. Do you think it consisted of like uh, a wheel with some hamsters on it <laughs> and a fan and two big so. blocks of ice that sit up on top of the stage? And they're just like, all right, boys, we need you to run faster. Quick, hold a carrot in front of them. They're like, hamsters don't eat carrots. And they'd be like, I don't know what they eat. That's definitely how they did it. It just makes sense. The theater stayed in operation until 1976. Fittingly, the last movie to show before they closed the doors was The Exorcist. Which we haven't seen to this day. We have not, but I actually saw the scene when I was a little child where Reagan's head is spinning around and she's vomiting and it traumatized me, which is probably why I've not seen the movie since. She had a name. She did. I just thought it was kid. Linda Blair is her real name. Oh. And Reagan is the character. Oh. So I know a little bit about this movie because it has a true crime story attached to it. One of the actors actually murdered someone. Well, so you just gave it away. 
Well, you don't know who or why, so maybe we'll talk about it in another episode. Three days after the doors closed, ABC Southeastern Theaters made an attempt to demolish the building. That would have been awful. Those monsters, those heartless monsters. <laughs> I know, that would have been terrible. It's you know the so guy amazing. showed up with the blueprints already ready to build a new building like they do in the movies yeah. where they're trying to <laughs> save the like, building. And they like, throws the like, briefcase yeah. with the money it, on it. Like, yeah, here we go. All right, boys, we're bringing it down. Yeah. Quick, put up a parking garage. <laughs> and like garage. The, um, the ball outside, and the wrecking ball. And Daffy <laughs> Ducks on <laughs> it. <laughs> the wrecking ball's outside. <laughs> <laughs> the Savannah Historic Foundation declined this request, thankfully. And after this, held a meeting to start trying to save the Lucas Theater and restore it back to its glory days. What they don't tell you is the reason that they saved it is because the Muppets swooped in oh, and yeah. had a comic benefit <laughs> movie. and uh, saved, the, saved the old theater. <laughs> that is a movie we've seen. In 1997, Clint Eastwood, who directed Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, held the film's rap party at the Lucas Theater. Interesting. Ticket proceeds and an auction featuring props from the film went to benefit the restoration costs of the theater. Nice. Kevin Spacey, who played Jim Williams, donated $200,000 of his own money to the fund. Well, that's very generous of him. Even if you're a multimillionaire, $200,000 mm-hmm. isn't exactly pocket change. Yeah, that's nice. It was finally reopened on December 1st, 2000, 88 years after its first opening. The first film shown on the reopening was Gone with the Wind. Wow. That sounds almost like they planned it that way. They did. We actually did make it through that movie before. No, we it's actually whole, didn't. Most of the way. We'll say three-fourths of the way through. I don't know. We just ended it at the scene where like, it was the, a whole thing. The, she was going like, to have who, a baby who or can something. sit there for four hours is what I want to know. I could do it with Lord of the Rings. I can't. I could watch the extended edition oh, cut. We've done back that, Back to too. back. That's like 12 hours. We've done that. So now let's get to the ghosts. Let's do that. By far, the most popular story here is one of the supposed drive-by shooting by gangsters in 1928. This is feeling Vegas to me. It does. I like drive-by shootings and gangsters. And Not really. murder yeah. <laughs> and pimple popping. If it happened in 1928, it's okay because it's it's been a long time. It's far enough back that they'd be yeah. dead at this point Yeah, anyway. they'd all be dead anyway. In 1928, a large crowd of moviegoers were waiting outside of the Lucas Theater for its grand premiere. Just as the line started moving, a group of gangsters drove up to the theater and let loose with their Tommy guns on the unsuspecting crowd. All right, boys, they're unsuspecting. I don't know let why that makes it. me happy. Let them have it. <laughs> Somehow, the majority of the crowd was spared, except for the ticket taker. That poor ticket taker. He was said to have been shot in the back while he was trying to escape. Those dirty dogs. Mm-hmm. That's the wrong way to do it. People will say that they see his ghost in the theater entrance. The typical encounter is this. The front door to the theater lobby will be flung open and the man stumbles in wounded and falls to the floor and then disappears. Which is probably something that just happens on a daily basis <laughs> in any given building in Savannah. Yeah, that probably is. See people just fleeing yeah. and be like, well, and it sort of reminds me of the guy on Tybee that just showed up at a bar one time. And and he. I don't know if we were talking to him or not, but then he walked out and we were standing in front of a sod on oh, the sidewalk yeah. and he's like i'm gonna go back to the void in the void and then we and never we just saw thought this guy he was, again we thought he was drunk but he was <laughs> and then he's like i'm just going to the void <laughs> and he just randomly opened a door that wasn't a door you're supposed to open and went inside and he vanished from the face of the earth yeah so. we never saw that guy again <laughs> <laughs> so they try to prove this story when you go on a tour of this place and they show you the repair job of the bullet holes you can see on the theater's facade. Which we've never known to look for, so we've got to check that out. Yeah, and see I never if that's heard that. a real deal and legit. So the story is likely not true because there's no record 
of this. You think it would have been in the newspaper or something. Mm -hmm. Unless maybe Big Mafia got to them first. Oh, no, not Big Mafia. They're in cahoots with Big Alien and and Big Swamp swamp Gas. gas. The trifecta of Bigs. Staff have reported hearing the sounds of the projector whirring from the ceiling, even though it's been removed. Oh, wow. That makes it difficult to believe there was a whirring projector if they had in I fact I love that word you wrote there, whirring. It's a, the projector. It's a good word. Yeah. Other workers claim to have seen the apparitions of early 20th century patrons walking the halls. Mm. One story by James Caskey in his book, Haunted America, America's Most Spectral City, recounts a theater executive named John Leisure and his tale. Are you going to let me read it? Quote, yes. Go. Now tell me how I should read it. Roll. How should I read this? Southern Gentleman. Um, Jim Williams. Jim Williams. Oh, boy, I get to try. All right, this is Jim Williams reading a quote from a book. James Caskey. By James Caskey. While preparing for the December premiere of 2000, they were having problems with an air conditioner located above the balcony. It was leaking water. They devised a solution of a hose into a bucket. When they reopened the next day, the apparatus was moved in such a way as it only could have been done by hand. Fabulous. Did that sound like Jim? That was amazing. That sounded like the narrator that did him. I don't know what he sounded like in real life. <laughs> yeah. We listened to the audio book recently. We did. It was and I'm great. just copying that guy. He was pretty good. So other experiences you may encounter at this theater are applause of a, fount- a phantom audience. A fountain audience. A phantom audience. Okay. Feelings of being watched. Which happens to you daily and all the time, everywhere. Yeah, that's true. And an unknown shadow ghost that roams the theater. I'm shadow ghosts. You can find them everywhere. Shadow yes, people. They told us there was a shadow ghost at the Forsyth Park. Oh, yeah. Inn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's apparently one on Tybee Island in a bar, which hopefully we'll cover that story yeah. for you at some point in the upcoming future when we cover Tybee Island. So make sure when you're in Savannah, you check out our haunted theaters. There's a lot of entertainment to be had there, and they're dying to see you. Ha, 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 ha. That's, that's a good that's one. great writing, Man, Brad. I'm pun. impressed. I even put pun in you quotation did. marks. You did, I'm impressed. Parentheses. All and right. that brings us to... Insert graphic here. What, what we're, we're watching. watching. Ha, ha. Nice. So after my previous failed attempt at a movie <laughs> selection... We're looking at you, Ghost Killers versus Bloody Mary. Crystal thought that she would try to pick a movie. And oh boy, did she pick a good one. And I'm just going to read the script as written. You should. Crystal talks about how smart she is and how she magically picked the stupidest movie in the universe that we've seen so far. Mm -hmm. Fine script reading there, baby. Fine (laughs) script reading. So what she picked this week is the 2013 Spanish comedy horror film, Witching and Bitching. (laughs) You can already tell this is going to be a winner, right? It was good. And I don't even know where to start with this one. It was so good. I know I said that Psycho Gorman came directly from my mind. And I still believe that it did. But I have to say that this movie comes in at a close second as to something I might have written. And it is another movie that is not in English. It is subtitled. We told you we're cultured. Yeah. Being a Spanish movie, obviously, they're going to speak in the Espanol. So we watched with subtitles again because like real red-blooded Americans, we're not going to let them overdub our foreign films. Yeah, our kids told us that's not cool. 
And our kids told us that's not cool. And we basically do what our kids yeah. say. And hopefully, you know, mom jeans are in style. <laughs> hey, and, I've got some because my daughter told me that, yeah, that they're cool it, again. They're back. Yeah, they're I used back. to wear them in the 90s and now I get to wear them again. So. And in two weeks, they're going to be gone and we're all going to be wearing jams. <laughs> and if you don't know what jams is, you're, you're obviously not in your 40s. <laughs> we're not sissies looking for dub movies. We've learned actually that that really sort of takes away from the performances. Yeah, it does. So we watched Squid Games recently, and we started the first half of that season in the dubbed English. Which is really weird. And it was horrible. <laughs> well, the, the show was still amazing, but then there's this one woman actress who is one of the villains of the show. And she's so annoying because she's saying stuff. Ha ha. Don't you want to be my friend? Oh, you want to be my friend. Don't you? We'll go do this and we'll do that. Ha ha ha. Yeah, they do a lot of. Hey, 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 hey. I'll kill you. <laughs> and it yeah, just so, sounds no. completely stupid. And then when we turned it over to the Korean, actually, yeah, Korean. change it to Korean, then you get the performance comes through and you got, you yeah. don't know what she's saying because we don't speak Korean. Well, that's but, when you read the subtitles. And that's why you read the subtitles. And I recommend you watch your foreign films like us with the subtitles. But you got to read fast when you're watching these Spanish movies because oh, they talk yeah. really fast. They're like 120 words per sentence yeah. in every Spanish sentence. And yeah. I wish I could speak Spanish. Yeah, that would be so cool. I would love to learn how. I hang around uh, several people that can speak Spanish and I occasionally ask them how to say things in Spanish. <laughs> and I can tell you where the bathroom is. And I can tell you that if you want a cheeseburger in the bathroom... The bathroom is on the left, and that is where the cheeseburger is. That's basically what I've amounted to so far. Mm. It's really uh, all I know is inappropriate to be. <laughs> and there's like two words that mean several different words. Yes. And this movie has <laughs> that's the all only of those. thing I've picked out in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, you literally get to see SpongeBob SquarePants pull an Uzi on someone in a busted bank heist in a square. And then get mercilessly gunned down. That alone is worth watching the movie. And it was every bit as glorious a scene as it sounds like it would be. It is. I would literally watch this movie just to see the scene. Yeah. To give you a rundown of the plot, because the movie does have a plot, a little more so than some of the others it that did, we watched. Actually. It actually opens with two criminals robbing a pawn shop. One is dressed up like Silver Jesus. Like he's a statue of like Jesus. Like he's a statue, yeah. but he's all shiny and silver. Yeah. And the other is a green plastic army man. The makeup was really well done, the though. The makeup I was it. amazing. Yeah, it looked it, really good. It was phenomenal. I think they spent the whole budget on the makeup. And SpongeBob licensing. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I knew as soon as I saw this film that this movie was really going to be bringing something new to the table. And that's before I even saw the SpongeBob scene. One of the criminals... Jose has brought his son, Sergio, along on the heist. His dad tells him, we're doing this for you. I'm doing it all for you, son. And he asks him, as they're holding up the pawn shop, <laughs> do you want to be with your mom or do you want to be with your dad? And of course, he says, I want to be with you, dad. <laughs> Robbing things yeah. is fun. So they end up stealing a bunch of golden wedding bands from the pawn shop. Because that's where the money's at. Yeah. They said, don't take the watches. They're fake. Yeah. He says, take the rings. They're made of real gold. So they get a huge duffel bag full of golden wedding rings. <laughs> and then they uh, hightail it out of there, making their way to the border of France with their ill-gotten goods and the promise of riches and a new life. Jose's ex Sylvia, however, calls Sergio because that's his Her mother. Son, yeah. And they're in the 
process of making their getaway. And he just tells her on the phone that they just robbed a place and are currently in a high-speed car chase. And they actually like got into a cab and like they're yeah. making the cab driver drive and there was already a guy in the cab and he just wants to get out and go to his job and interview. In the whole movie. In the whole movie and they won't let him out and they end up putting him in the trunk and it's just a whole thing. It's, it's, it's hilarious. the funniest part. And you get to see as they're running away because they had a getaway car. Yeah. But one of the bank robbers' <laughs> girlfriend took the car. Just, just drove off in the car. It's as her they're car. Running. It turns out it was her car yeah. the whole time. But while they're running to it, the dad's carrying Sergio, and he's hanging off his dad's shoulder with two pistols, yeah. like shooting, <laughs> shooting into the crowd. <laughs> yeah. So Sylvia, the mother, freaks out obviously, and decides to pursue them, trying to go find Sergio and save him. And she uses her phone to try to do a GPS thing to track him. So she has an idea of where he is. So she's following them as they're making their way to the border of France. Well, along the way to the border of France, uh, Jose and his crew run into a city full of witch vampires. It really just makes as much sense as it sounds like it yeah, does. Yeah, it all goes crazy from yeah. here. So they have to pass through the city where witchcraft was born, which is the movie says that. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that. The movie says that. And they have to get through this city in order to get to the border of France. And at this point in the movie, everything goes off the rails. Nothing makes sense. And there's also tons of senseless violence. Yeah, I was confused for a long time. In other words, this was the pinnacle of storytelling. <laughs> it was. The ending is complete nonsense, which makes it that much better. Yeah, I don't know what happened. So I'm telling you, as we say in our reviews, this movie had everything. It had witches. It had monsters. High-speed car chases. Ridiculous makeup. And SpongeBob getting gunned down mercilessly in a square. The only thing it didn't have was eyeballs. But wait, remember the guy with the weird eyeball? Oh, yeah. There's this dude that was just like standing in the... they, They end up going to this... I don't know if it's a bar... Or a pub. It's like a, yeah, like a pub. But people oh, are gosh, playing cards there. Weird. And this guy walks out and his one eye's looking one way, yeah. one eye's looking the other. And he's got a frying pan and he's like cooking car keys in one yeah, scene. Yeah, I don't know. And then in another this. scene, he's got like a whole bunch of credit cards in it. And he's cooking credit yeah. cards and he's just, ah. It was, it was nuts. Yeah. So there were eyeballs and they were a little crazy. And there was a dude in the toilet too. Oh, gosh. Let's not go But it's there. not a toilet like I've ever seen no, before. No, I don't understand this toilet. It's like you're standing. Over a toilet. And, oh, I don't know. And men might think that you're talking about a urinal, it's but a it's urinal, not a urinal. Though. No. It is not a urinal. It no. looks like a shower yeah. with no drain right. plug. It's just weird. And I don't get it. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you, Crystal, on our arbitrarily chosen scale of one to 12 dog treats, how would you rate this movie? Well, according to the script, I would give it 400 dog treats and then do a handstand on the table to show my enthusiasm. But if I did that, this would be the end of the episode because I would hurt myself. Mm. So I'm actually going to give it an eight out of 12 dog treats. It seems like you'd be more committed to the craft. <laughs> no, mm. it's too late for me to do a handstand. Mm, good grief. It's not even coffee hasn't yet. kicked in yet. I'm yeah. still waiting, but I would give it eight out of 12 because I failed to look at the length of the movie before I picked it. And you know how I am with there long movies. There is about a, what is it, like an hour and 45 minutes long? It was long. two hours. It's two hours. Well, 30 to 45 minutes of this movie could honestly be cut out and yes. it would not affect it in any way. Yes. And that is probably going to be the biggest knock that yeah, I think we're going to Yeah, I enjoyed the movie one. other than it was too long. Like they could have cut out 30, 40 minutes of it. I would have been happy camper. Yeah. 
I wholeheartedly give this movie a 10 out of a possible 12. I can't overstate how amazing it is to see SpongeBob SquarePants pull an Uzi. Just pull an Uzi and start (laughs) shooting at people. The characters are hilarious. And like all good comedy horror movies, it makes very little sense. And lots of people get slaughtered. That's awesome. It's a perfect movie if you've got a sense of humor like that. I did because of the length. The length. There is a portion of the movie that I don't know why it's there. <laughs> it doesn't really add exposition. Is it like when the agents are driving around? That's that's the perfect. Not even that. Like the scene with near the end where they've got the large gathering. Oh, yeah. and You know, the monster appears. Yes. There's a lot going on there yeah. that didn't really need to happen, I don't think. But don't let that keep you from watching it. Overall, it's a good movie, and and I enjoyed it. And it's completely stupid. So if you're into stupid stuff, check it out. You're going to need to check that out. So that's going to bring us to the portion of the show that we like to call Layla, Layla and, and Coffee, Coffee Talk. Talk. So, Crystal, I know everybody's been pumped for the big reveal. Yes, this is the moment everyone's been waiting for. We're going to talk about Layla. DNA test results. Are in, and you're not going to believe it. Brett says, "Read that, the read the script." <laughs> she is in fact 37 percent blue well. That is not true. You're right. It is more like 36 <laughs> percent, but that's what Brett thought. Okay, so let us know what okay, is she? the actual DNA results are. She is 25 percent golden retriever, mm-hmm. which I found odd because she's short haired, and golden retrievers usually have long hair. They do, but it still makes sense looking at it's her. one quarter of her, though. Until you get down to the little lower sections we're going to talk about. <laughs> so she's 21% Labrador Retriever, which we always thought. Which you thought would be the primary Yeah, I thought she, she was is. primary. And 17% American Pitbull Terrier. She's a daggum Pitbull. I knew it from day pit one. Pitbulls are so smart and so cute, and that's why I'm glad. I do love Pitbulls. Yeah. 11% American Staffordshire Terrier. Which is just another way to say Pitbull. Is it? It is. 9% Rottweiler. Which is awesome. She's a junkyard dog, Crystal. (laughs) Now, this one I can't believe. 7% Chihuahua. The dog weighs 95 pounds and she's a Chihuahua. Not a Chihuahua. She's a Chihuahua. 4% Chow Chow. 3% Bulldog. So go dogs. Go dogs. 2% German Shepherd. I don't see that. Maybe the tail. Yeah, maybe. And 1%, this is great. My favorite. Danish, Swedish farm dog. She's a Danish, Swedish farm dog. You know what? My grandmother was from Sweden. Was it Norway? Sweden. Sweden. So (laughs) maybe distantly, my great, 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 great grandmother might have owned a Danish, Swedish farm dog. And it could have been Layla's great, 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 great grandmother. And this site is pretty neat. It also let us see that she has some extended family members that are in their DNA database. There's one named Bentley George, who shares 6% of Layla's DNA. Okay. Which is cool. That is. And another dog named Baby Bella, who also shares 6% of her DNA. She sounds stuck up. She's probably rich. (laughs) Both of them do. Bentley George and Baby Bella. And then Layla Lay. Lay. So, yeah, that's cool. And like she has a lot of distant cousins that we were able to look at, which is really cool. And I just had a lot of fun looking through the database and seeing her relatives. Yeah. So I highly recommend Wisdom Panel if you're looking to have your dog's DNA tested. It was super easy and the results came in quickly once I finally got around to swabbing Layla's big mouth. Your dog may make it easier on you than it did. Yeah, Layla was not having it. 
And so I was so impressed that I ordered a test for coffee and I've had it sitting on the table for about a week now and I'm going to get around to swabbing her mouth at some point. Okay, go ahead and read the script though. Brett is expecting to find that she's actually a wharf rat mixed with a pound of Adderall. Yes. And I think like, I'm wondering if they do like psychopath tests for dogs like they do for humans. Because if they do, I would think, Especially after today. They'll probably send like a sheriff's deputy out to the house and be like, get out of the house. You've got a madman We in found here. out that she's like, we think she's hound, part hound because of today. Well, she sounds like Snoopy. Yeah. She absolutely loves this one particular song. Yes. They, uh, you've seen the commercials. You've seen the Liberty Insurance commercials. Yeah. Well, that song comes on and she starts singing. Yeah, we posted a video. There's so a video check it out. Posted. So cute. Liberty, 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 Liberty. And she's Yeah, she's she loves it. So it's so funny. And we also ordered them their first bark box, which actually arrived today. Yeah, it's haven't even opened it yet. And toys. And we're so excited to yeah. open it tomorrow. We're gonna do a video. Yeah. And bark box if you want to sponsor us. You should bark box Call because us. we got great dogs, they're associate producers. And if you don't sponsor us, you can maybe hire them on your editing team. They do a fine job. Yeah, so we'll let you know how they like it. <laughs> we'll make a video of that for you. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for joining us on this episode. We're going to have some merchandise coming out, as I told you earlier in the episode. As soon as we have it, we're going to show it to you on some episodes. So you need to be checking that we'll out. model it. Yeah, and Crystal will. I won't because it'll probably make you turn off to the merchandise <laughs> because you'll see my face. Go to our YouTube page. You can find all our videos there. Go to YouTube and search for Scary Savannah and Beyond. Please subscribe and like our channel. You can find us on social media if you go to Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and I think that covers it. Check out our new website, and you can buy me a coffee by clicking on the button on the bottom left of the screen. It's real easy. Yeah, our new website completely overhauled. There's a little yellow button on the bottom left. Crystal needs some coffee. Mm-hmm. I can't keep her up in the coffee because she drinks so much coffee. Yes, I can't do this without but, coffee. But click on that. Also, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you don't even have to call us on the phone. If you go to our website, there's a little button on the bottom right. You just click it, record, hit send. Don't have to call a number. Don't have to log in. Don't have to give away any personal details. And we'd love to hear from you if you got any updates, corrections, or anything you'd like to play on the show. We would try to play that on the show as well. And you can also call us on our actual phone number, which is down below, 912-406-2899. That's 912-406-2899. If you want to talk to us about stories or if you want to do any kind of corrections, or if you are, in fact, Big Mafia. Or Big Alien. Or Big Swamp Still gas. waiting for that call. Yeah, I haven't got it yet, but I'm thinking it's going to come soon. We also have Patreon. We do. Patreon.com forward slash Scary Savannah. You can go support us. And as little as $3 a month because this podcast costs a lot of money. It does. Daily. If you're enjoying it, we would greatly appreciate that. And you can find our website at www.scarysavannahandbeyond.com or www.scarysavannah.net and I think that's going to cover everything except for the one last thing. Join us next time in Savannah where the ghosts and the good times live on. But you know what really don't live on is them people in them theaters when they burn (laughs) down. They show up. They need some fire extinguishers, I think. They really should. Put the matches down and get some fire (laughs) extinguishers. (laughs) 
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.